Morning prayer begins on page 3. The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 for the Benite on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 89, verses 1 through 99, excuse me, 1 through 19, begin on page 450. My songs shall be alway of the loving kindness of the Lord. With my mouth will I ever be showing thy truth from one generation to another. For I have said, Mercy shall be set up forever. Thy truth shall be thou established in the heavens. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever, and set up thy throne from one generation to another. O Lord, the very heavens shall praise thy wondrous works, and thy truth in the congregation of the saints. For who is he among the clouds that shall be compared unto the Lord? And what is he among the gods that shall be like unto the Lord? God is very greatly to be feared in the council of the saints, and to be had in reverence of all of them that are round about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is like unto thee? Thy truth, most mighty Lord, is on every side. Thou rulest the raging of the sea, thou stillest the waves whereby when they arise. Thou hast subdued Egypt and destroyed it. Thou hast scattered thine enemies abroad with thy mighty arm. The heavens are thine, the earth also is thine. Thou hast laid the foundation of the round world and all that it therein is. Thou hast made the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon shall rejoice in thy name. Thou hast a mighty arm, strong is thy hand, and high is thy right hand. Righteousness and equity are the habitation of thy seed. 
Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Blessed is the people, O Lord, that can rejoice in thee. They shall walk in the light of thy countenance. Their delight shall be daily in thy name, and in thy righteousness shall they make their boasts. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy loving kindness thou shalt lift up our horns. For the Lord is our defense, the Holy One of Israel is our King. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begin the second chapter of Judges. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum, and said, I led you up from Egypt, and brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers, and I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall tear down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Therefore I also said, I will not drive them out before you, but they shall be thorns in your side, and their God shall be a snare to you. So it was when the angel of the Lord spoke these words to all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voices and wept. Then they called the name of that place Bochum, and they sacrificed there to the Lord. And when Joshua had dismissed the people, the children of Israel went each to his own inheritance to possess the land. So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died when he was one hundred and ten years old, and they buried him within the border of his inheritance at Timnah. Perius in the mountains of Ephraim on the north side of Mount Gosh. When all the dead generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, know the work which he had done for Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they forsook the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. They forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtoreth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So he delivered them into the hands of plunderers who despoiled them. And he sold them into the hands of their enemies all around, so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for calamity, as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges who delivered them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they would not listen to their judges, but they played the harlot with other gods and bowed down to them. They turned quickly from the way in which their fathers walked in obeying the commandments of the Lord. They did not do so. And when the Lord raised up judges for them, the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For the Lord was moved to pity by their groaning because of those who oppressed them and harassed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead 
that they reverted and behaved more corruptly than their fathers, by following other gods to serve them and bow down to them. They did not cease from their own doings, nor from their stubborn way. Then the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he said, Because this nation has transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and has not heeded my voice, I also will no longer drive out before them any of the nations which Joshua left when he died, so that through them I may test Israel, whether they will keep the ways of the Lord to walk in them as their fathers kept them or not. Therefore the Lord left those nations without driving them out immediately, nor did he deliver them into the hands of Joshua. Here endeth the first lesson. Together Benedictus S. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of St. Luke. After he finished all his, his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion, centurion heard about Jesus, he sent him to the elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they had come to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, He is worthy to have you to do this for him, for he, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with them. And he was not far from the house, as Hachurians friend, sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Therefore I did not presume to come to you, but say the word, and let my servant be healed. For I, too, am a man under authority, with soldiers under me, and say to one, Go, and he goes, to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned to the crowd that followed him, and said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been, and when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, 
that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to hear us, and grant that we, to whom thou hast given an hearty desire to pray, may by thy mighty aid be defended and comforted in all dangers and adversities, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, excuse me, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. In our progression of Israel's narrative here, we we enter into the book of Judges, and if, if Joshua is the book in which all of the sort of positive promises God made to Israel are realized, you'll go in, you'll conquer the promised land, Judges is, is the one that highlights all the failures, so Joshua is sort of the yes, and Judges is sort of the but. And um, we begin with, in chapter one, which we skipped, you can look at it briefly, it, it talks about um, 
the conquest of, of Judah, the tribe of Judah of, of the area that will be Jerusalem, Hebron, Jerusalem, and, and where the temple will be. And then it starts talking about the other tribes and, and it tells about all the people they, they did not drive out. And, um, it, it's likely that the, you know, that you go and you conquer, you get an area and you go, you know, here we are and we're supposed to drive those guys out, but okay, we're comfortable. Let's just settle. And in terms of the spiritual life, it, it represents this tendency to, um, you know, to not really want to engage in that protracted battle against the, the sort of strongholds in our lives. Uh, you know, we're, we live in Christ, we get comfortable, here we are. Why, why bother with that more difficult thing? We just settle in and let that be and we'll just be comfortable. But the problem is, as is, as is mentioned in, in Judges 2, uh, these things will become a snare and they, they serve to test so that, um, you know, the, the, the things we don't drive out are always there as temptations, always things that draw us into things that are unfaithful. And it, it's, it's, um, it's a reminder that, um, in the spiritual life, we have to continue to grow. And I think it, the progression is something like, you know, that we, we begin it, it at the start of the Christian life. There are certain obvious sins and evils to drive out. And then as we progress further along in the life, there are other rooms that are more hidden places that we've not really wanted to go. And, you know, God will start opening those doors for us to go into them. And long-term spiritual growth requires this uh, enduring willingness to engage in, in honest self-reflection about one's deeper motives and deeper purposes. Um, it's also possible to become instead defensive and decide, you know, and we and, and not go there and and become self-justifying, and that can be a, you know, a way that spiritual growth becomes stagnant. And so this whole model of judges we're going to go into, where those who Israel doesn't drive out become a test and a snare. They conquer Israel for a season. Israel cries out to God, and God raises up a judge who le leads a victory. Um, this is like the spiritual life where those things we don't drive out to things we don't deal with creep in, overcome us. And we have a season where we cry out to God and he appears again. And then the question is, will we now um, sustain our faithfulness and, and really be willing to tackle some of the deeper things in our lives? Or will we just regress to the same old kind of thing? And so that's sort of, like, I think, how Judges becomes a model for the spiritual life. In, in highlighting how our compromises, they seem easy for the moment, but, but they become long-term tests and snares. And eventually spiritual growth requires that we, we, we confront the deeper things in our lives, the, the hidden motives that, that, that trouble us. And we get to the New Testament. We really, when we understand, you know, the sort of narrative of Israel and the, and the continuing willingness to make compromises, which in Judges 2, God likens, uh, as he does often in the Bible, to harlotry. You, you, you claim to be wholly devoted to me, but you're also involved in these other places. Uh, we, we understand that. We see Christ then as, as the um, uncompromising conqueror. There's no place in Jesus' life where he decides, oh, that's too hard. Let's just let that be. 
there's nothing he confronts in Israel that he, you know, that he doesn't um, rise up and deal with. Whatever the error is, he's always uh, uncompromising in his standing for not just the, the you know, the, the, the word of God in terms of a legalistic sense, but also in standing for love. What does love look like in this situation? And the centurion then illustrates for us what, con what conquest looks like for us, which is complete surrender to Christ, who is the word of God. And here's the centurion who understood military authority coming to Jesus and said, you don't need to come, just say it. And, and he, he submits fully to that word of God. And so it's our surrender to the word of God, our willingness to take Jesus at his word and to do our part in carrying out that word that begins to um, make us victorious in long-term protracted battle against the deeper things in our lives. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfailingly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, 
to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Thanks, Barb, for assisting me and, and uh, leading us. Good lesson, Bishop. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Deacon Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bob. Good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone.